Hey everybody, this is Sam with West Virginia Overtime, and I know I have to start off first with an apology. I kind of left you guys with a cliffhanger during the last podcast. Um, I had talked to you guys about coaching without any glasses where I had broken mine. Well, um, the great luck that I had just kept coming because um, I think I told you guys that my glasses had to be sent away in order to be made with progressive lenses. So um, it took them seven to 10 days to get that in. And so I was coaching blind as a bat for practices and games and with coaches and referees and uh, scorekeepers and clock keepers and players putting up with me uh, not being able to see. I really do appreciate that. I'm sure they did not appreciate me, but um, I do appreciate them them putting up with that. And then, like I said, the good luck kept coming because I pretty much lost my voice um, for about two weeks, about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, it would go in and out. Um, it would crack. Um, I'm hoping that it will not uh, crack in this podcast. I tried doing a different podcast, uh, one of the other podcasts that I do uh, last week, and my voice cracked and crumbled and, and everything all during it. So I definitely didn't want to put you guys through that. So I kind of had been waiting around for my voice to get a little bit better. I was actually hoping to do this topic about two weeks ago. Um, I really wanted it to be out there and you guys could uh, yell at me about it because I'm sure this will probably be my uh, most controversial podcast to date, Um, I think, anyway, because um, talking to different people about senior nights and their own senior nights and senior nights that are coming up or senior nights as coaches or what they have planned or want to do and everything it seems to be a controversial subject now and so like I said I wanted to do this about two weeks ago when wrestling was having their senior nights um, I realize now that you know, the regionals were the, this past weekend and, and states are now set and basically we're into basketball senior nights. I know a lot of girls basketball teams had their senior nights last week. They're having them this week. Um, there are some boys senior nights that are this week and next week as we get ready to go into sectional play um, where I uh, help coach middle school our season is already over, and so you're going to be getting, hopefully, a lot more podcasts from me in the near future, breaking down games, talking about sectionals, talking about regionals, and talking about states, talking about what's going on and what we foresee happening. Um, I know a lot of you probably were expecting this podcast to start, start off with Greenbrier East and the... Uh, Woodrow Wilson girls basketball game. I will get to that in a future podcast, probably the very next one when we start talking basketball in general. But I wanted to go ahead and get the senior night podcast out. And like I said, 
as I was talking to people, um, remembering my own senior night, remembering the ones that I coached, um, just remembering different things, I started asking people. And I didn't realize that senior nights had become controversial. I uh, definitely didn't realize that they had gotten expensive. I didn't realize that there were a lot of things to talk about. I guess I came from a different time. And those of you that are players now and you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking, oh, okay, boomer. No, no, I'm not a boomer. I am a Gen Xer. I'm not a boomer. But anyway, um, back in my day, um, seniors were kind of looked upon as leaders, as people that had stuck it out four years. Um, one and done was not a thing uh, in college. So I got to see a lot of examples I, you know, I got to grow up with the Duke teams where they had four-year starters. I grew up, you know, with Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner staying four years. Um, I grew up with players taking pride in playing for the same school and graduating from that school. So because I think we saw that in college, college football players, college basketball players, college baseball players, we we, we got to grow up and kind of see that. I think that was the norm for us. And we kind of almost imitated what we saw the college teams do, what the college players do. Um, me, as a player, playing a bunch of different sports as a senior, was it hard? Um, yes, to a point, but to a point, no. Um, I had a dream since I was 12, 13 years old of being a coach, and I always wanted to coach at my high school. I was excited about becoming an alumni of that high school. I am extremely uh, proud of the high school I am from. And so I always had this dream from being little. I can remember my parents taking me to my high school's football games when, you know, I was three, four, five years old. I came up as a midget league basketball player and just thought I would be part of the team that would win the first girls state championship for my high school. Um, When that didn't happen as a senior on senior night, I was extremely, extremely disappointed. Um, That hurt. That was hard. But leaving? No. No, that wasn't hard. Because in my eyes, I wasn't leaving. I would always be back. Um, I was always going to be part of that high school. I, like I said, had a dream of 
coaching at that high school. So it, to me, wasn't hard then. Now, I played softball, ran track, um, for a couple, I, I ran track a couple years in high school, but, uh, I, I helped create the softball team. I was part of the first, um, ever softball team at my high school, helped build the field, help, um, you know, when the dugouts were, were there, helped with them, helped paint those, um, helped put up tarp on the softball field, cut the grass on the softball field, rake, picked up rocks, um, all of that. Was it hard that senior night? Yes. Yes. I can honestly say that it was because I never thought that I would be a softball coach at that high school. I did not have big dreams of that. Um, and to see a team come alive, to have raised money for that team, to, you know, had to deal with getting kind of last-minute uniforms that first year and then raising enough money to buy our real uniforms that were, we were so proud of. Um, Yes, to walk out on that field for the last time wearing those uniforms, knowing that my dad and mom had helped build that field, knowing that I had helped build that field, that I had picked up of rocks on that softball field. Yes, yes, that was hard. Um, Should it be hard? I don't know. Um, I've talked to a lot of different players through a lot of different generations and yes, it seems like it is hard knowing you're never going to put that jersey on. You know, you, you put that jersey on when you're five or six and you know you're never going to play football again. You know you're you're never going to run track again. You know, you're, you know, you're never going to play volleyball again. You're never going to play soccer again. That's hard. Um, sometimes I've talked to others that, um, went on to play in college and they said it was still hard, uh, because they had grew up in this community. All of these people had supported them for so many years and it was hard to look out into that audience and know that even though I'm gone to college, people are never going to truly support me the way that they support me here at my high school. Um, I'm not going to get looked at the same way. Um, I may not be the big superstar that I am at my high school. And so a lot of people I talked to said it was hard. A lot said, no, they were done. Um, you know, by that time, the last game arrived, their last home game arrived and it was senior night. No, they were done. Um, they had kind of checked out and I talked to a lot of people and I was shocked at that particular response I wasn't expecting that you know I had I had both girls and boys tell me no I checked out you know that whole season or I didn't really want to play or 
I knew, you know, we were going to be losing in the, the next weekend sectional, so I I didn't really care. Um, I had some that said I knew I was playing in college. It wasn't my last game. I wasn't upset because it wasn't my last game. Um, I talked to people who said, hey, we weren't sure where our, our game was going to be, uh, whether sectionals were going to happen at our field or our court or, or whatever. So we weren't sure that it technically was our last game. So we had that to look forward to. So realize, uh, coaches and parents, as you're listening to that podcast, or as you're listening to this podcast, that that's some of the things that you're seeing on senior night is that this may or may not be hard on them. And for those of you that are listening to this that are players, realize um, your career's not over yet. You've probably got some away games to play. You've uh, got sectionals. You've, you've hopefully got regionals and states to play. Hopefully you're going to go to college and play somewhere. Um, people always ask me, what do, do you remember about senior night the most? And I give a weird answer. And people kind of laugh at me. But then I think they think about it and they're like, hmm. I wish I would have thought of that because the thing that I wanted as a senior was I just wanted to be remembered for six years. Let me say that again, because some of you are like, say what? I just wanted to be remembered for six years. I wanted to be remembered by the players I played with. Um, when I was a senior, I wanted to have made some kind of effect on the juniors, on the sophomores, on the freshmen. But I also wanted to be remembered by the middle schoolers. I was affected when I was a middle schooler by certain players on the high school team taking time with me um, and shaking my hand or stopping for five minutes to talk to me or to answer a question I had or to give me a high five. And so I carried that on in my high school career. I always took time for kids, Um, whether they were midget leaguers or middle schoolers, I always took time to answer their questions, like I said, to give a high five to, you know, I had middle schoolers or, or midget leaguers say, hey, will you come to a game? I always tried to, because I remember how much that meant to me. And so that's the thing. I always just wanted to be remembered six years. I did not care to have my name on a banner. I didn't care to have my name on a picture. I didn't care 
about that. I guess because the school that I went to, my dad was in the trophy case. And even though as I walked by the trophy case, I saw my dad's name. And even though I talked to people around the football program or the track program or or anything that that he did, especially just football and and track, um, people always wanted to tell me stories about him. I... um, I wasn't real concerned about it. And the people that were in that trophy case with them, um, I mean, I obviously had a connection with my dad, but a lot of them I didn't have any connection with. They were names on a plaque or names on a picture or names on a trophy or names on a banner. And so I really didn't feel connected with them unless somebody took me took the time and told me a story about them now I luckily um thank god um made my dream came true you know I I got to be um I, I got to coach at my high school I was an assistant boys basketball coach there and I was a volleyball coach there, and so, um, and I was at the middle school also, coaching track and coaching girls basketball, and I'm back at the middle school, but um, I got to make my dream come true of stepping on that basketball court again, and again, and again, and again. Um, so I loved every minute of it. I, I don't forget that. Um, but I do remember that senior night was harder. I felt on me as a coach, um, than it was ever as a player. And I think that, you know, a lot of that is that while as a player, I took a lot of things for granted. As a coach, I didn't. As a coach, I got to see the girls' volleyball team. I got to see the boys' basketball team. I got to see them every day for four years. I got to see them lift weights. I got to see them run. I got to see them having open gyms. I got to see how hard they worked. All the blood, sweat, and tears that they gave their teammates. I got to see them give everything they could to their high school. You know, from diving on floors and getting floor burns to, you know, scraped up elbows to busted noses, on and on and on. Um, So that, I think, was harder saying goodbye to them as a coach and in order to kind of get through that you just have to think about like I said hey this isn't their last game yet now when their last game actually comes then that's something different um another thing that come up talking to coaches and talking to to different people that I played with or played against or, or everything was um the whole fact as should seniors be your leaders? And I think that again has changed. 
I think sometimes we get um, leaders mixed up with captains and we get leaders and captains mixed up with seniors. And I don't think that the three of those are really the same. I think on some teams they are. Um, but I don't think they are, you know, the same all the time. I think in order to be a leader, I think you have to know the strengths and weaknesses, not only of yourself, but of each member of your team and your team overall. I think you have to have open communication with the the coaching staff. In order to be a leader, you have to know what the coaches are thinking. Um, you have to tell the coaches what the players are thinking. You have to give a read on the the locker room. You know, you've got to be able to say, um, this person's fighting with this person because of this. And you, you've got to have that conversation. And you've got to be willing to give and receive feedback, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. And I have found that a lot of leaders don't want to do that. They don't like hearing their own strengths and weaknesses. They don't like hearing their best friend's strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes they don't like hearing the team's strengths and weaknesses. Well, how can you lead a team to get better if you don't know what the weaknesses are? Um, I found a lot of leaders don't like open communication. They like one-way communication. They want the coaches to tell them things. Well, you know, that's got to be a two-way street. And a lot of times, um, if coaches know what's going on in the locker room and know what's happening at school or after school or on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever, then a lot of times problems can be avoided. Because you can sit down and you can have a team meeting. Or, you know, if it's just two players, you can set those two players down and say, hey, I heard, you know, there's something going on. Or if it includes more than one, you can sit down and have a team meeting. It's amazing to me. I mean, amazing to me. How many teams I go watch, whether they're football teams, their volleyball teams, their soccer teams, their uh, basketball teams, wrestling teams, uh, tennis teams, softball, baseball teams, track teams. How many teams have issues in the locker room that I can set up in the stands and not be a fan of the team, not uh, have anything to do with the team, never have heard anything, but I can sit and watch them and say, oh, this team's got a problem. This team's got a big problem. I love now that I can sit here in my home and basically stream teams on all over the state on my big screen TV. Um, and I've seen so many teams, girls and boys here in basketball, where I've watched them and said, oh, not real sure what the problem is, but number uh, 77 is having problems with uh, number 68. I mean, you can tell a lot of times. Sometimes the coaches can't. 
because sometimes you can't see the forest because of the trees. So sometimes a leader has to step up and say, hey, this is going on. And um, they don't always want to do that. So um, I feel like seniors also need to be rewarded. Um, I think seniors need to be rewarded throughout the year or throughout the season. I know there's a lot of controversy on should seniors start the last home game. Um, you know, should they start the football game? Should they start the basketball game? Should they start the baseball or softball game? Should they start volleyball? Should they – all the different sports. I know that. Um, I kind of walk the fence on this because I think you should be rewarding your seniors all year long. I think, you know, they should be teaching things. If they've been there four years playing for you, they should know drills. They should know techniques. They should know this, that, and the other. And you should be rewarding them with that. Should they start? Um, yeah. I pretty much think they should start. Especially if they've been there for four years. Um, I think that you really need to, I don't know, give them that acknowledgement. How long do they play? That's, that's always the next thing that everybody wants to know. How long do they play? Well, I don't know. You tell me. Because that's how I feel. And you're thinking, what? Let me say that again. I believe seniors should play. How long should they play? I don't know. You tell me. And that's what I say to the players. If you're playing like garbage, you're coming out. If you're playing great, why would I take you out? It's actually up to you how much time you play. Let me repeat that. It's up to the senior how long they get to play. How well are you going to play? Now, what makes it really easy on the coach is if you're a senior and you're already starting what kills you as a coach is when you have a senior who's not starting because someone has beat them out for, for their position, whether that be, you know, center on the football team, that be the cleanup hitter on, on baseball or softball, whether it's the, you know, outside spiker in volleyball, whatever. That's when it's hard because – as a coach, you don't want to lose a game. Guess what? As a player, you don't want to lose a game. So you don't want to leave them in too long because it's not fair to the person who has beat them out. It's also not fair to the team to give them 
a chance. And yes, I was doing air quotes. Um, because I hear that a lot from people. All oh, the seniors should be should start and they should play the whole first quarter. Why? Oh, they need to be given a chance. Again, I'm doing air quotes. Well, they've had a chance. Their chance came in practice for three months. Their chance came, like in basketball, in the other 20 games. Um, you, you've got to realize that just because it's the last game they're going to play on their home court, that doesn't mean they all of a sudden um, got to put on a different uniform and now they're Superman or they're Superwoman. No, they're, they're still the same player. They're still the same kid that this coach has coached for four years, has seen every day in practice, has seen for three weeks in the summer, has seen during open gym, has watched jumping rope, has watched fall asleep during film, has uh, watched maybe not taking notes on, in the scouting report, maybe hasn't did this or did that. They're still that kid. And I know as parents and grandparents and members of the community, we want to see the seniors do great. I do. I want to see them. I would love it if this every senior I knew just blew it out of their senior night. They'd go for 20, they'd go for 30, they'd have, you know, 15 rebounds and and 12 assists. I would love it. Are all of them going to do that? No. We all know that. So that's where the controversy, I guess, lies, is should, should they start, and if they, they should start, well, how long do you play? I've talked to coaches, and they say, you know, first dead ball, they're out there in basketball. I'm I'm not risking it. I, I just can't do it. I've talked to, you know, coaches where they have eight seniors. So they're starting five, and they've told them, I'm going to play you until I can't play you anymore, and then the other three seniors are going in. You know, uh, so that's an interesting predicament about, you know, what's going on and, and how things happen. How do I believe senior night should happen? I know most of you probably don't care. I loved how Coach Bob Knight used to do it at Assembly Hall in Indiana. Now, I'm not getting into whether I like Bob Knight or whether you like Bob Knight. I don't care. Um, And I'm not going to get into my feelings on it. But I loved how he did Senior Night. And I think that's how it should be done at every school. And hopefully, if I ever become a head coach at a high school, the principal and the athletic director will allow me to do senior night the way I want to. Because at Indiana, when Coach Knight was there, they had senior night after the game. It wasn't before the game, and it wasn't at halftime. 
And it wasn't a hurry up show. It wasn't a, oh, you got 10 minutes. Oh, get them in there, get them out there. It wasn't. It was a true celebration of the players. And I wish that I could find, I can't find it on YouTube. I looked, um, you know, I wanted to see the 87 team, their senior night, or um, the 81 team senior night, or the 78 team senior night, um, some of those players that he was close to. I've read books about it. I have read articles about it. But I, I would love to be able to put it up on West Virginia Overtime. If any of you find that on YouTube, uh, maybe I'm not searching right or, or something, um, please feel free to send it to me at WestVirginiaOvertime at gmail.com or shoot it to me on Facebook or Twitter on West Virginia, or excuse me, WV Overtime. Um, because he did it after their last game. Their last home game. And it was a celebration. There was a podium brought out. There were chairs brought out. And every senior got to have their parents or their relatives that meant something to them. Or their best friend that meant something to them. Whoever really was the person or persons that had supported them through four years of Indiana basketball, got to walk them out, and they got acknowledged. And it was more than, hey, this is such and such as parents. Thank you. Here's your flyer. Go sit down. Um... It, it was really talking about these parents. It was introducing them. The parents then sat down. And the player went to the podium and thanked the Indiana fans for being a part of Indiana basketball. For allowing him to play on that floor. And he got to say thank you to his parents or his relatives or his loved ones or whoever walked him out on that floor. And then he got to sit down. However long or however short his speech was, he got to then sit down. And then Coach Knight come up and talked about him as a player, but more importantly, as a person, and what they meant to Indiana basketball, Indiana community, to Indiana fans, and then the next senior was introduced, and they repeated that process. And from every article I've read, you know, depending on how many seniors they had, sometimes it took a half an hour, 20 minutes. Sometimes it took an hour and a half. 
but it was something that you remembered. It was something that people took pictures of. It was something people wrote about in the newspaper. It was something people wrote about on the internet. Nowadays, it would be something that would be filmed. Because people wanted that in their keepsakes. It wasn't about getting a jersey in, you know, um, a plaque you could hang on a wall. It wasn't about getting a basketball airbrushed with your name on it. It wasn't about you getting a letter to go in your letterman's jacket. It was about you getting to say, as a senior, thank you to your parents or your relatives that had supported you, but also thank you to your friends, to your fans, to the people in those stands that had supported you for four years, that when you didn't think you could make the time in a suicide, then you pushed that last five seconds hard enough to cross that line in time. That when you were going up against the rival team and you needed that rebound, that you jumped that half inch higher because of those people in the stands. But also you got to sit there with your loved ones and your fans and you got to hear a coach that screamed and yelled at you for four years to get better tell you how you got better and to encourage you to continue to get better for the rest of your life. And that's what I think Senior Night should be. I think it should be a celebration of seniors. I don't think it should be hurried. I don't think it should be about flowers. I don't think it should be about plaques. I think it should be a celebration, number one, of that senior. But number two, I think it needs to be a celebration of that senior support system. Their parents, their grandparents, their aunts and uncles, their friends that supported them and got them through that four years. And number three, I think it should be in a celebration and an acknowledgement of your community standing by those players for four years. And because of that, it creates that true team, that true culture that we have been talking about on this podcast in earlier podcasts and how we're going to break down in future podcasts. I know that I'm going to be talking about in a future podcast, maybe the next one, uh, about coaches and the different kinds of coaches and when you're a head coach, what kind of assistant coaches probably you should look for and how I've been told by quite a few college coaches and a high school coach that I really look up to about the three different coaches that you need to try to have on your staff in order for it to be a well-rounded staff. So 
I'm going to kind of sign off. And if any of you disagree with this, you think I'm wrong, you think you had a better way, you maybe your senior night was different and it was awesome, tell me about it. If your senior night was awful, hey, tell me about it. Hit me up on WV Overtime, Facebook and Twitter. Hit me up on WV Overtime at gmail.com. Tell me all about it. Because I want to know. Because one day I may be a head coach again. And I may be dealing with these issues. And I, I want your response. But to all of you players out there that are listening to this, that are seniors this week, next week, whenever you listen to this, sometime in the future, congratulations. And you deserve it. You deserve everything you get. And you deserve to be acknowledged. And all of you parents and community supporters that are out there that are cheering these seniors on year after year after year and you get to see these seniors go to college and come back and be part of the alumni that sat in the bleachers at the football game in the snow or come out to the basketball games when it's 105 in the gym um congratulations to you guys too Congratulations for you guys being their support system. Guys, this is Sam. I'm signing off, and I'll see you real soon.